Welcome to episode 26 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, Saturday, 3rd of August, 2000, 2000, 2019. And uh, I hope you're doing well, people. I am in quite a chipper mood today. I know. I know. Um, I'm feeling good, feeling healthy, apart from the year situation that's still going on. But I'm getting them syringed. Syringed on Tuesday. So my uh, deafness, or partial deafness as it is at the moment, um, caused brutally, uh, seems to be getting worse every time I put fucking... um, oil in my ears, the fucking olive oil that you meant to put in there. I don't know whether it's doing anything. Nothing seems to be coming out. It just seems to be blocking my ears up more. I think it's just uh, just filling my head full of olive oil. That's it. I didn't go near a naked flame <laughs> at the minute. Uh, but apart from that, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. I hope you're doing well too out there as well. Uh, it's been a busy old week for me this week. Um few gigs uh, earlier on in the week and then a couple of gigs um couple of gigs later on in the week as well and um and it's been a busy one today I had to get my fucking car fixed uh get the tires done on my car cuz I was didn't realize uh driving home in the rain the other day I, I went from the slow lane into the middle lane without um uh even touching the steering wheel uh, and then realised the old tyres were a bit fucking bald. So they were receding somewhat. So I had to get them fucking replaced today, which was a bit of a fucker. Um, but uh, made a little mate down at the uh, the garage there to get the old tyres fixed. Uh, one of the old uh, mechanics down there. Oh, mate, how you doing, son? All right. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Behave yourself. Just fix the tyres. Uh, it's a bit over-talkative. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the thing, isn't it? You go somewhere like that and you just want to be left alone. And uh, somebody wants to be your little buddy. So um, so I had that going on. I had to uh, walk back uh, from town, uh, which took about 45 minutes, and then walk in again. And it was fucking roasting again today um, in Northampton. So, um, yeah, talking of roasting, I went to London the other day and it was, I don't know why people live there. I I really don't. It's fucking expensive housing. You can't fucking drive around it. Anywhere on the tube is a ball ache because you have to walk down a load of stairs and walk up a load of stairs just to get out of the tube, out of the underground. Uh, I don't know why people fucking live there. I really don't. It's a fucking miserable place um, to try and get about at. And I had two gigs in London on Thursday night. Both the gigs were really lovely, really nice. Comedy Carnival and uh, the Backyard Club. But, um, yeah, Comedy Carnival's down Shaftesbury Avenue where all the fucking theatre shows are and that sort of thing. They've got a Michael Jackson theatre show down there. With all the allegations that have come out, you'd have thought they'd have pulled that, wouldn't you? You know, if it's proved that he was a weird sort of pedo, which it, I don't know allegedly a paedophile. But um, I don't know. They've, like down Shaftesbury Avenue, they've got a Michael Jackson theatre show going on of an alleged paedophile. Um, you know, what What next? Fred West, the musical. <laughs> B&Q doing special offers for him. 
Uh, it's Fred West month this month, so we're 10% off if you've seen the theatre show. I don't know. But uh, that's that's clearly somebody's pulling the strings behind there and still milking, milking his corpse for all the money, aren't they? Oh, Michael Jackson. Um, let's have a little sip of tea here. Somebody keeps saying to me, you're drinking a lot of tea on your podcast. It's just one cup. One cup. Every podcast, that's it. So, yeah, I was down in London on Thursday. Uh, Shaftesbury Avenue gig uh, first. That was quite nice. I was walking through a bit near Shaftesbury Avenue and I thought, there is an awful lot of Chinese people around here. An awful lot of Chinese people. And then I got to the other side and realised I was walking through Chinatown. (laughs) And I even thought Chinese people. I didn't think Southeast Asian people or anything like that. I definitely thought... Chinese people. Um, but yeah, you know, I suppose you're going to get that in Chinatown, aren't you? But there was uh, there was an awful lot. They all seemed very, they all seemed very happy. I must admit, um, you can spot a tourist a fucking mile off, like either a Chinese tourist or an American tourist or something like that, uh, or, or somebody like that um, walking around London because they, they're the only people with a smile on their fucking face. Anyone who works in London or uh, is there um, because they have to be there, like uh, i.e. me going down there for gigs or whatnot, um, looks miserable as fuck and just is committed to getting to their destination. That's it, as fast as possible. That's all you want. And then you're just surrounded by the meandering herd, just looking around, looking up at stuff, looking down at stuff and just gradually just milling about getting in your way you know particularly on the tube when you get on the tube here i am i'm like a fucking london actor doing jokes about the tube <laughs> talking about the tube nobody gives a fuck my friend um i know i know but it's uh you can spot them a mile off particularly when they get to the tube little the little gates where you have to get your little card out and and put it and the gates open like you're in like you in a fucking cattle cattle car or something like that, just and open uh, so you can get through it. That inevitably, you want to be stuck behind somebody who's a banker. That's when you want a banker with you at that point, because they're the ones who fucking get through there. They're ready. They've got the card ready. They're not searching through their bag for their card to get through the fucking gate and holding everybody up. Um, but yeah, that gig was quite nice. It was fucking hot though. The first gig uh, down. Because it was downstairs in a cellar in a place called Barumba, I think, is it? Yeah, something like that. But um, it was fucking down in a cellar, low ceilings. It was fucking rammed in there as well. And um, it was just, uh, it was roasting hot. And then I come out of there and then I had to get back on the tube, which was fucking roasting hot and get across across to uh, Bethnal Green, Sam. Bethnal Green uh, down there for the Backyard Club. That was nice. And I got there just in time and I had about five minutes before I got on stage and that was fucking nice as well. It was nice to do a little bit of mixed stuff, a little bit of old stuff, a little bit of new. Something old, something new. Uh, nothing borrowed and something blue. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was like a fucking wedding without the uh, the borrowing bit. Uh, but that was nice. And then uh, I've had tonight off. Um, so, and it's Saturday now, it's about, uh, five to ten, so I've been fucking around all day, I had to 
walk down, back down and collect my car and I was sweating my nuts off as I was walking down there. I never walk into town usually. I thought oh, it'll take me about 20, 25 minutes. It was like 45 minutes to walk down to get my car again, which was a bit of a fucker. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that. So um, the trip to London, though, fuck me, man. There's people, I there's people fucking in London who wouldn't exist anywhere else. They just wouldn't exist anywhere else. They couldn't. There would be there would be a pariah. They would be ostracised from society if they lived anywhere else. I was on the tube and somebody was fucking juggling, juggling on the tube. Just yeah, I'm just juggling on the tube, just getting in my ten thousand hours so I can go pro. <laughs> That's what they say in it. If you want to do anything, you got to put in your ten thousand hours. Uh, but yeah, as the ch- but the worst thing about that situation, the guy who was juggling on the tube, he was just standing there looking all smug. I just wanted to slap the balls out of his face. Um, but um, the worst thing about that, nobody was, you know, I was looking round at people and they were just like, yeah, yeah, there's another guy juggling on the tube. This happens all the time. Some eccentric, hey man, I'm a juggler. I just got to juggle. Hey, do you know Gareth? Yeah, is he the juggler guy? Yeah, he's the juggler guy. Fucking Jesus, man. Just walking everywhere, juggling, walking on and off the tube and just couldn't. Ah, it, I don't know if he was going for a world record or what, but he just couldn't seem. Or maybe he just, maybe he just didn't have any pockets to put the balls in and he just, uh, just wanted to keep them up in the air. I don't know, but he looked a fucking idiot. Um a pretentious, a real pretentious prick with a little smug grin on himself. Look at me defying gravity with my catching and throwing in the air. Ah, oh, Jesus, man. Only in London would something like that. But nobody nobody else seemed bothered about it. Nobody else it didn't even react to it. You know, like, this, this is an everyday occurrence. You know, there's more eccentric people, I imagine, down in London. That's just a, I don't know. Man, and then there was some uh, extremely camp guy who was standing next to me on the platform talking to his mate, just being the loudest. I don't know if he was gay or not, but he was exceedingly camp. And he was just the most annoying, loud camp guy. Uh, Hand gestures everywhere and just like looking around and he almost like nailed some woman with his arm gestures and that sort of thing. It was just like, it was all about him. And I just wanted to just, as the train was approaching, I just got that urge. I just felt, I felt myself actually lean forwards towards him just to push him un, under the train. And that would have been viewed as a hate crime, wouldn't it? They'd have said, oh, it's a hate crime because he was gay. No, it was because he was fucking annoying. That's what it was. I just want to clarify in my confession. <laughs> It was not a gay hate crime. It was actually because he was annoying. Just to make that uh, perfectly clear. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's a fucking ball like getting to London. Because I drive down to London. I drive down from Northampton to London. I park up at Kilburn. And then I get the tube in from Kilburn. So usually when you go to a gig, you can just fucking park up outside, walk into the venue, walk out the venue after you're done and go. But when you go to London, I have to park at Kilburn, get the tube in, inevitably change on the tube, change change at stations and get on a different line a couple of times at least. 
because I go in on the Jubilee line and there's pretty much fuck all around there. Um, so, um, yeah, I have to change at Bond Street and then um, get the central line, I think. I think it is. I don't know. People ask me all this stuff like that. Do you know whether – I don't know, mate. I have it printed on my phone. I take a screenshot from the Transport for London fucking – uh, website and a walk around a little surreptitiously just like li- having a little look every now and again so I don't look like I've got a sign fucking mug me I'm a tourist on me head I don't live around here fucking stab me and nickel my uh, possessions <laughs> so I just have a little look a little sneaky little look every now and again uh, just to make sure I'm going in the right direction uh, but it's ah. Uh, how people can do that every day, how people can like, I know people who live in Northampton and commute to London. So they, uh, they, they'll get a train in down to London and then get on the tube and then come back and they get back about eight, nine o'clock at night or something like that. And then ready to start after some dinner and then ready to start again the next day. How people live in big cities. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I think I'm a country boy at heart. Definitely. I like my green fields, I like my little stone cottages, you know, the old red Northampton stone cottages, thatch roof. Love a bit of that shit. Love that shit. Uh, London's just too fucking everywhere. You, I know everybody complains London, like everywhere you go, there's loads of people, but it's rammed everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Uh, as I was walking through Chinatown, um, that I obviously later found out was Chinatown, there was one place and they had just had people queuing out the door for fucking noodles or something. I don't know. But there was fucking hundreds of people just queuing up, like, to get in this place. And everywhere you go, you know, the pavements are, like, four people deep. It's just, oh, man. And there seems to be no air whatsoever down there at all there no no breeze no air nothing like that it's just like a fucking ah it's i imagine what the rest of the world will be like after global warming that's london like just the the consistency of the air just half of it is going to be like petrol fumes and the rest is just heat (laughs) ah there's something for us all to look forward to London is is what the rest of the world is going to be. Uh, the rest of the world that's not underwater, that is. <laughs> I imagine, anyway. Anyway, the gigs went well. The uh, uh, the gigs went nice. Um, and the uh, uh, everything. Um, and it was nice. And then they closed the M1 on the way back. That was the fucking other thing. So I didn't get back until about one o'clock in the morning. But the main thing was the gigs went well. I didn't get stabbed while I was down there, and I made it back to parochial Northampton, um, slightly healthy, um, with some possible lung disease that I've picked up in um, in London as well. But anyway, Ben, that's enough about you. Let's talk about some stuff that's been going on this week. Other than that, um, there was one story. Uh, oh, fucking hell, man. I've been reading, reading through some of the stories. Um, and that sort of thing of the news. It's been a busy week this week. You got the girl who fucking jumped out of a plane. <laughs> oh fuck me! Apparently she was on anti-malaria drugs or something like that, and she was in. No, it wasn't a like a, a jumbo jet thing, uh, because she wouldn't have gone out of that plane on her own if you'd have opened the door. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, some. Uh, I think she was nineteen year old student or something like that. Let's see if we can get it up. Let's have a look. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I had to pause it then for a minute. It was taking me ages. Cambridge student jumped from plane into remote savanna filled with wild animals. I imagine they ain't going to find a body if that's the case. Um, uh, University of Cambridge student Alana Cutland, 19, plunged 3,700 feet and her body has not been found. Yeah, there we go. Look, despite searches by villages in an area populated by carnivorous fossils. I don't know what they are. Uh, a student who plunged to her death from a plane in Madagascar believed to have landed in a remote savannah with wild animals. I've read that already. Alana Cutland unbuckled a seatbelt and opened a door shortly after takeoff and then jumped out of the Cessna light aircraft despite the pilot and the second passenger's desperate efforts to stop her. They couldn't have been that desperate, surely. Um, the 19-year-old who had been researching crabs as part of a natural science degree plunged 3,000 and her body has not been found. Fuck here now, man. She just took a dive like that. Just thought, fuck it, I've had enough of crabs. <laughs> oh, man, I've had enough of crabs. Fuck this, I want to get off my degree course. I'm getting out. Alana had been picked up from a remote lodge where she was taking part in an internship and was on her way back to the UK after her parents became concerned about her. According to reports, she went a bit mental. Did she Did she go mental? Before the student plunged to her death, the pilot and British tourist Ruth Johnson spent about five minutes struggling. Five minutes? Fucking hell. Five minutes and then just thought, oh, fuck it. It's five. <laughs> She's been struggling to get out of here for five minutes. Fuck's sake, she must be committed. Let her go. Uh, to hold on to her and prevent her from jumping out the fucking door. Jesus, she jumped out after the pilot and Miss Johnson became, exhaust, uh, became exhausted and lost their grip. Oh, Jesus. Fucking hell, man. I'm too tired now. You've had enough. Look, <laughs> if only the pilot had a fucking Red Bull or an energy drink, he could have saved her. Uh, but apparently... So somebody uh, who was uh, I was speaking to today said she was on anti-malaria, um, anti-malaria tablets, um, and they can apparently send you a bit of fucking do lally. So they, that's why they think uh, she might have done it. Um, she might have just been. Apparently, she had a bit of a blank expression on her on her face. The tragic incident happened 15 minutes after the plane took off. Police was. Released a photo of a recreation of what they claimed were her final moments inside the plane. Gripping at the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's basically the picture. Police. Re- <laughs> yeah. Well, you can imagine. You don't need to recreate a final moments, do you? Of her just plummeting to the ground. You could just fucking hell. Just, you know, Jesus Christ. You don't have to recreate it, do you? There's nobody, you know. Fucking hell, it's not like a murder scene and they're looking for a suspect. Or it might be. They might. She might have been just really annoying, just sitting on the plane going, so I'm doing a degree in crabs. I'm at Cambridge and the pilot and the passengers just went, oh, fucking hell, I can't put up with four hours of this. Let's just push her out the door and they just concocted a story. That could be it. Old uh, Columbo Briggs might have solved this one. That could have been it. And then the, uh, the, they'll arrest the fucking carnivorous a- animals for disposing of the body. I don't know. <coughs> oh, sorry. Fucking hell. Um, that could be it, though. You never know. These things happen like that, don't they? These fucking news stories always go like that, don't they? 
Oh, well, this happened. She just fell down the stairs and uh, fell onto the fucking axe with her forehead. And then it comes out. Uh, it always, always something like this, where it's always in. It's always a big story in the fucking news, and it's like a weird thing. Well, she just jumped out of the plane. Yeah, that old chestnut, me old booty. Yeah, of course she did. Of course she did. Why you? Why you got all your all her money in your back pocket then? <laughs> I'm not saying they did it, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if some fishies up with that. Totally. And they just went, well, she was taking malaria drugs and just jumped out of the plane. We were struggling with her for five minutes. Five minutes is a long time to struggle with somebody. You know, if she's trying to jump out the plane, you'd just sit on her, wouldn't you? You know, five minutes. There's two people. One of them's the pilot, so he's got one eye on uh, on the horizon, making sure it's... Uh, but the other passenger or whatever, you'd just sit on them, wouldn't you? For five minutes struggling at a door. It sounds a long time. I don't know, man. I don't know. Somewhat fishy about that. Somewhat fishy about that. I've only just decided while I've been talking about it. <laughs> I was convinced it was her at the start of talking about this. But now the more I think about it, it just thinks, nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Something fishy about that for sure. Anyway, that's what happened. Students are taking nose dives out of planes. That's what they're doing now. Could be the uh, some way. That's one way out how, how, uh, how to get out of your fucking uh, taking your exams or put handing in your dissertation. I've heard <laughs> I made up some excuses for not ha- handing in homeworks and uh, dissertations and things like that. But that is a fucking beauty. <laughs> the cynical side of me. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry, my. Uh, Essay is late, but I uh, I was plunging three thousand seven hundred feet down, and uh, kind of missed the deadline. I don't know, but there's something fishy about that. You mark my words, some will some will probably uh, come up in the news in a couple of weeks' time, and it's the fucking pilot who uh, killed her, and there was nobody else on there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. We may never mention this again. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Let's have a little look. Ah, we've got the, uh, here we go, here we go. We've got the old bishop. Now, this is going to be an enlightened view of anything. Gay people exist. Oh, a bishop's um, come up with a theory of why gay people exist. This, this is going to be a level-headed look at why gay people exist. Is it because they're born that way? I wonder what the bishop's going to say. Is he going to say that? Usually, they're so level-headed and liberal about things, aren't they? Fucking hell, let's have a look at this. A picture of the bishop, man. He's got a picture of the bishop as well. He looks like a fucking Furby. He's got... <laughs> he does not look like he has many liberal views behind that massive beard. He looks like an ang- angry fucking Santa Claus. Uh, let's have a look. Gay people exist because... Fill in dot, 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 dot. And uh, write in your response uh, to this podcast. Uh, Gay people exist because... It sounds like a line on fucking... uh, Like a question on a question of sport or something like that. Or whose line is it anyway? Gay people exist because... And fill in the rest. Uh, Let's see what this bishop says. It's bound to be something enlightened, I'm sure. Gay people exist because pregnant women have anal sex, bishop says. (laughs) Ha ha! 
Ah, that's why. Oh, he's nailed it. He has nailed it. Everyone out there who is gay, lesbian. What about bisexuals? Is that the, uh, did they miss with the old anal sex and just go for the perineum? Was that it? Just a little, uh, little bit in between the vagina and anus. <laughs> just rubbed a couple of strokes there. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, religious leader, the bishop, the bishop of oh fucking sorry, I'll, I'll start this again. Religious leader, the bishop of Morfu. Oh fuck that! I'm not saying that. Neophytus has claimed women enjoying anal sex while pregnant is the reason that gay people exist. Speaking of. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Speaking... Oh, this makes me laugh. Speaking at a primary school... (laughs) Fucking hell. What a place to come out with that fucking statement at a primary school. Uh, In Cyprus, he claimed that the enjoyment the mother experiences transfers to the fetus, making the child gay. He uh, He told little kids that. Not... Not at an upper school, not at a senior school, at a primary school. That's it. Oh, Jesus. In a video translated by Metro.co.uk, translators, uh, he said, it happens during the pregnant parents' intercourse or pregnancy. It follows an abnormal sexual act between the parents. To be more clear, anal sex. <laughs> oh, man, I'd love to see the kids' faces when he was saying that. To be more clear... <laughs> oh, yeah? Can you be more clear with us, five, six-year-olds? Yes? Anal sex. I'd just like to have a that on a loop. Fucking hell. The church has some fucked-up people in it, doesn't it, eh? Doesn't it? He was probably there fucking grooming the kids anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's probably it. He's just pointing them out to his little minions going, I'll have that one over there. See if you can get that one on his own. Uh, the meetings are open to anyone, and the audience ranges from children to elders. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. So children are there, yeah? Nice. Many studies have been uh, carried out to find out why people are gay, and no definitive answer has ever been given. Who gives a fuck why they're gay? Oh, Jesus, man. I sound like a liberal lefty fucking... Hey, man, who gives a shit if gay people are gay? No one gives a shit. Obviously, this bishop's trying to nail it down. That's it, just to, uh, no anal sex there, as uh, practised by a bishop. Um, If you want a gay child, if you don't want a gay child, uh, stay off the old anal sex uh, during pregnancy as it gets transferred uh, over to the child. Uh, (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Uh, Let's have a look. Fucking hell. Let's have a look. St. Porphyrius. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Porphyrius is a relatively newly declared saint who died in the 90s who told gay people they should remain single and pray the gay away for the rest of their life. Oh, fucking hell, man. Uh, That's what this guy um, believes in. Uh, Pray the gay away. Now, that is a hell of a statement. At least it rhymes. Pray the gay away. Let's do this together. Let's join hands. Hey! Can you imagine that group, that self-help group? Pray the gay away. Okay, let's all join hands together. Okay, just hands, people. No, no, people. Take your hands off each other. (laughs) Just losing control. Oh, fucking hell, man. 
have some fucked up ideas, the old bishops, didn't they? Everybody, everybody in religion has fucked up ideas, wants to nail down. You know, they've all, all got their own little spin on why everything is the way it is. And they're not just like, hey, man, you know, people are like this because, you know, you're, you'd have thought if God created man and they believe like God created man and stuff like that, then, you know, maybe he made like a little bit of gay in all of us, maybe. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he made us like that and then, you know. Oh, I don't know, man. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. You know, you'd have thought, like, because, you know, if God creates man and man's a little bit, you know, and there's gay guys and stuff like that, maybe God wanted it that way. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> Not there's a little bit of gay in all of us. I don't know. There might be. I don't know. I don't know, man. I had a pink shirt and stuff like that once, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe he wants us like that. Maybe God wants us like that. But they never see it like that, do they? <laughs> they never see it like that. It's always, there's got to be a reason. And now it's pregnant pregnant women craving anal sex. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Jesus. Anyway, uh, they're the two hot issues this week. Students jumping out of uh, airplanes and uh, hopefully not whilst they're pregnant and landing on a dick. Uh, because <laughs> if their child survived, then uh, it would, no doubt, according to that bishop, uh, be a homosexual. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, what time are we on? 29 minutes, man. 29 minutes. We're almost done, and I've chatted some bullshit tonight. Uh, it is uh, about 20 past 10 now, man. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and listening. This podcast happens every Tuesday and Saturday without fail unless i decide to jump out of a plane or um become pregnant i imagine with a gay child uh <laughs> tuesdays and saturdays um you can subscribe on the apple uh uh apple podcast website and uh, the podbean website uh it's just uh, the ben briggs podcast if you want to like the facebook page where i post up all the stuff about it as well, it's at the Ben Briggs podcast. And if you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back Tuesday, people. Have a good rest of the weekend. Take care.